NXT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers, and we're talking about the state of hip-hop. Has it sold its soul? Has it lost the original creativity that made it so popular? That's what I'm going to find out from our guests. And joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers, Manolo Rose. He's a rapper from Bed-Stuy. And you hear his joint with French Montana on Hot 97 right now. It's called Super Flex. And Manolo, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. Also with us is Elliot Wilson. He is the GOAT. And if you don't know what the GOAT is, it stands for the greatest of all time of hip-hop journalism. And he's the CEO and co-founder of Rap Radar. And he's interviewed the biggest and most influential names in hip-hop throughout the many years. And now I'm back on Lisa's show, so now I'm exactly. doing it. Exactly. Now, now you're now back with again. us on Street Soldiers, which is fantastic. Great to have you back, Elliot. Thank you, Thank you Thank so you. much. Also with us is Master Ace. He started out in the early days of hip-hop as a founding member of the Juice Crew, working with Marley Marl. He's been an MC since, whoa, 1988, since the 80s, the crack era. Longer than that, but yeah. Wow. On record since 88. And you're, you're currently working on a new single, and you've been in the music business the whole time. Whole time since '88, that's that. This has been my livelihood, and so you got a, a perspective that nobody else has. Probably, all right. Me well, and Ellie have been around about the same amount of time, so yes, sir. That's awesome, and we're happy to ha- happy to have you, and happy to have Manolo too. But let me ask you this: one of the things that I keep hearing from people, they say that hip hop is in a little bit of a state of emergency <laughs> because the creativity has been taken over by this commercialism. Elliot, what do you think about that? I mean, we always critique hip hop. To love hip hop is to be very critical of it. And especially in the culture we're in now because like, I wanted to be a journalist so I could get all the music and be first to say this is good or this is bad. But now everyone gets that freedom through, the, through social media. You know, once a song comes out, everyone gets to critique it. I think, yeah, we always challenge our culture to be more creative. I think one thing that's happened that maybe sapped a little of the creativity is that you're able to get your music out on your own terms now. And it's a, it's a quick uh, satisfaction to get a song out. And when you first start making music, you kind of mimic what's around till you find your voice, you know, as an artist. Like, and so I think now you have a lot of people that, like, entry level, they'll just draw a song on SoundCloud that'll just sound not as innovative, but it may take off. It may be a hit. It may be a regional hit that then gets bigger. So I think that's what's kind of affected the creativity where it's so much, it's so much easier to create music now and to get your music out. You don't need a radio station. You don't need my cosign. You could draw it up on a, on a link. And I think that instant gratification is kind of, you know, tapped into the creativity and maybe damaged it a little bit. And but just, I think hip hop's in a great state right now. Do you really? Yeah. Why? Because I think there's so many great achievements that's going on right now. Look at Kendrick Lamar, he's up for all these Grammys next month. There's a new Kanye album coming, a new Drake album coming, a new Rihanna single. I think we had a great year last year in hip hop from the emergence of future to the Drake Meek battle to like to Fetty again Wap. Kendrick's Look at success, Fetty Wap's hit making machine. And you know, I think that but again, I think that we've always you know, to love our culture is to be critical of it. We're always pushing for better music, for better for better decisions to be made. And I think now we're in a culture that feeds into that more, like I said, because with social media, everyone's constantly analyzing, evaluating. Everyone's a critic. Trying to turn a, a critique right. into a joke with a meme, you know, with finding the right emoji. Like, we communicate so visually now, and it just stirs that, that fire that if something isn't good, you know, I have to have something clever to say about it. And I got to be able to make a joke about it. And be, and have, it's a clever contest, you know? And I think that's what is fueling it. So I think if we're in the heavy critique mode because that's how culture is being consumed. Messes, what, what difference do you see in, in artists today and, and being an artist today compared to when you were starting out? 
I mean, in the early days, I mean, first of all, let me just say that the commercialism of hip hop has always been here. Corporate America figured out way back in the 80s that this was a, a viable uh, way to promote and, and, and market their products, whatever they may be, whether it's McDonald's or Kentucky Fried Chicken, whatever it is. Um, so that was figured out a long time ago. Um, commercialism has always been there. I think the shift, as far as what I can see, the shift has been what is on the radio commercially for people to hear, to consume. All of a sudden, there, there was a time in this industry where you had a great mixture of types of artists, types of music, all on the radio at the same time, even doing tours together. NWA and Big Daddy Kane on tour together. That's two different, completely different types of music, but they were on tour together. And now, what we hear on commercial radio, on TV, what we see with the visually, everything that's being pushed out there commercially is all kind of one thing, and it's kind of all the same. Either it's drug dealing, you know, uh, making it rain, you know, drug drug using. That, that it's all that, and we need to figure out why that is. Manolo Rose, where do you think about the state of hip hop uh -huh. as, as an artist that's that's coming yeah. up now? I mean, I, I I honestly believe that uh, hip hop is in a great state, and 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 I'm I'm saying that just because of the fact that uh, the beauty of the internet is that is that uh, you can actually click the name that you want to listen to. Now, if you don't like what's necessarily on the radio, or you don't like a uh, specific artist, you don't have to uh, YouTube his name. You can just simply put the person in that you want to listen to, and that's just where we're at with it right now. You know. So we have we have this thing where, uh, you know, people get of a certain age, right? And they don't really realize that you now have become your grandmother and your grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, it just, it is. What do you, what do you right? mean in I terms mean of the music? That... No, what I mean by that is this. You hear a lot of people when they get of a certain age, right? And they say, damn, why is his, why your, why is his pants like that? Right? Or why does the oh, yeah. music sound like that? <laughs> or why, you know, when I hear it, I don't. It don't make me feel like it made me feel. You good. can't beat the '90s, right? You know what I'm <laughs> so you had the same thing. Like when you was a kid in the '90s, and you know you see now with kids, you know they critiquing you know everything far as like how you look, how you dress, and so on, and so on. And, you know, if you look at it from that perspective, on a, on a way where when people were when you were a child and your mother was listening to you playing the music, and she like, damn, why are these kids' pants are getting so big? <laughs> Why did, what is this? This beat, I don't, I, I can't even understand. What is he talking about? What is the future saying? Right, what is he saying? So now we have the same, we have the same. Why can't they speak proper English? <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, we at the same point that we are now. We are at the same point as we were then. So you think it's, it's just the, the, the next generation the bubbling up and, and the, the people thing. that are holding the power it don't kind of It bugs like, me out that like this, the kids, their the daddy played them hip hop. You know what I mean? Like we don't come from that. Like our fathers didn't play right. the age group that we're in. Like the, so, it's I don't know. I know kids that are like I don't like Jay Z because my father and uncle they kill that. Like I love Nas because I heard nothing but Jay Z growing up. So that right. still bugs me out. That like, do you have this generation? But I think that's what's great about it too. I think that you have now, as we're in the middle of like the the 2010 decade, the 2016, you have like young voices like Drake and Kendrick and Cole like have found their lane and found now our career have real careers now. But at the right. same time, you hear now people like, where's the new Jay Z album? Where's the new Nas album? Like, we want to still hear from Mass States. We want to hear from people who have been in the game for a long time. So it used to be like you would be like, as, as an artist, 
third or fourth album, you start to fall off. No one cares about you. Now there's longevity in hip hop, and at the same time, there's a lot of new great generation of artists that are that are making noise right now. And there was always a criticism of hip hop because people would say, "Look at these rock and roll artists. They can have these yeah. careers for many, many right. years, and they have that fan base that follows them around. They keep putting out albums." But you're starting to see that. You We're see starting that. To see and I'm that sure now. a lot of your peers, you know, like they they could tour overseas now and they're making a great yeah. living. Overseas is really where uh, you know classic artists can tour consistently um there are some what they call old school tours going out in the u.s and if you don't like that label i don't i mean i don't care for it um but if you are fortunate enough to have one of those kind of big records that that blew up in the you know late 80s early 90s then you can get on one of those tours with that one record and do it and do shows Uh, of a hit man right as long as it's a hit record um but then there's a whole there's a whole another you know section of this music business where an artist like me who didn't have that necessarily banger that that blew up in the in the late 80s early 90s but has been putting out consistent albums and now you have to find your way find your lane and how you how you can exist and for me it was overseas and that's what you've been that's what you've been doing and for for a lot of this time yeah i mean um that's 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 what it is uh, touring has been great to me that's that's what i've really made my living touring and, and merchandise that's, that's and the, what it the is. merchandising thing has been crazy right with hip-hop definitely. definitely that you know you you see where it's like uh people are making buku amounts of money just off of merch. <laughs> buku buku just off of merch you know what i mean so you know it's a it's a it's a great thing like he even mentioned as far as like with himself and he mentioned the fact of him touring I, it's the same thing now even for uh the the newer version of hip-hop or whatever you know whatever you want to call it it's the same thing you know people are uh, actually living off of tours you know i think that's one of the reasons why people put out a lot of music tons yeah. of music like they that. want to hit that one thing to, to take going, off just to keep going and that's, you know what mm-hmm. i mean that's just really what it is it's and so, the live performances it, it does seem like there's right. a lot of live and performances. the club appearances too i mean that's right. the thing you'll see like let's say Dage low for example she finally makes a record try me you know, you'll see it spread virally. I think Kevin Durant co-signed it. A couple people co-signed it. And then it just takes off, and it's off and running. And, if, and then you see, like, she can now do all these shows. She has all these club dates. It's, like, right. exciting. You feel part of that movement. And now, again, with Drew Social, you get to experience that. You get to see an artist, like, step into the spotlight, right. have this record. And then it, th- there is that addictiveness. And I think that's why sometimes the market can get a little oversaturated because right. you want to keep drawing records out to get that moment again. You know, in, in in terms of the greats, the people that you, you know, you mentioned like the Jay Z's, like a Nas, the these type of artists, have there been and the ones that are currently that you were were talking about, J Cole, like a, Ken, a Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. is there something about them that is similar to all of them, Elliot, from from talking with them? Well, I think that's what's unique is that a lot of them is a lot of more mentorship going on in the culture. I think a lot of them they they come from Jay in a sense, you know, Cole. Was signed to signed is signed to Jay and Jay Jay Z was hard on him about this isn't the right single you don't have this commercial single and it helped it pushed him creatively to come up with his voice and look what he's become on his own terms Jay Cole's his own man but Jay Cole signed that a lot of artists even like from Fab to Meek are signed to Rock Nation um, there's all these connections Drake and Big Sean have supported each other so many times with different records together so you see a lot of that sense of, sense of community in that sense and I, and I think that's important. But what about the commercial commercialization? Because you know, selling everything from emoji and sneakers and liquor and all of these types <laughs> of things is that more important? Because one of the criticisms I hear is that artists are more interested in getting a name and getting famous so that they can get endorsement deals as opposed to just that authentic 
music well, making. I think the thing is you're not making the money from the yeah, music. Records are, yeah, records. Music, yeah. music is is basically free now. Like fans can, if you're have any kind of uh, ability on a computer, you can figure out a way to get an album for free. So now artists have to figure right. out another way to monetize what it is that they're trying to do, whether it's their image, um, you know, their movement, whatever it is. Um, and and one of those ways of monetizing it is connecting to you know merch and and clothing lines and all of these different things that those are the only ways to really exactly. make make a living that's true I, I it's it's like uh that's because it's like right like you said right you can get the music for free right but the one thing you cannot replace is the live shows and you know actually seeing someone and what keeps you your relevancy higher is the fact that you might have a sneaker line with Nike or, or whoever you know what I mean and then you got to always remember we, we live in a country where it's about making money and that's just what it is <laughs> capitalism like, there's no right. glory in being poor and not paying your bills right? New, York, New York is still yeah. a very expensive city <laughs> yeah. Yeah. sure <laughs> no but I think it's it's crazy though like I think that the, the artists you, uh, you know yeah. I was like yourself like you have to be business minded you can't yeah. just be I'm gonna be a creative and make my music and I don't know what's going on in the outside work. world it, it forces you to become more of a business person you know, and I think, and I think people were attracted to that. I think we saw that with like, you know, the emergence of Jay, where it's like, you know, we looked at Biggie as the artist and Puffy was the business guy, and th this these guys the CEO of Rockefeller and he's the artist. Like, there's right. that merge. And now you look at Nicki Minaj and you love Nicki Minaj not just because she's a great rapper, you love her business acumen, you love that she has a TV show going on. Like, we appreciate those accomplishments, and I think that you're forced to be a business person nowadays. Manola, what about for you uh, as an artist, as a new artist? Like in, ter in terms of the in terms of making money, because you're known for your right. lyrics and you're known for your right. writing, but in, in terms of like what kinds of opportunities, like what do you uh, the, look at business wise well, now? Well, you know, like like I said, just like everything else, you know, as far as the shows, as far as like the endorsements and so forth and so on, all of these things are very important for myself, you know, and for any other artist, you know what I mean? Because this is what uh, actually brings in the revenue that you want, you know? Because I mean, nobody does anything. Uh, for the sake of doing it anymore. I mean, I, I don't know if anyone ever did, you know? You can be somewhere and live on the street and rap, you know, and, and make music all you want. That's cool if that's what you want to do. But, you know, I want to feed my family. I want to uh, be able to do certain things that I want to do in my life. And if this is the way, then I'm just going to have to capitalize off this. And however it is, whatever the state that it's in, you, you know, just uh, one thing, you know, like you mentioned, like somebody like Jay-Z or somebody, like you know, someone like that. The greatest thing about Hove is that uh, he adapts. To the right. time, you know, he never tried to say, you know, you have these people where they they sit there and they sit in their house and they go, you know, oh, I hate this new music, you know what I mean? And then that's what they do, and you just sit there and you just die. Yeah, I think dinosaur. you do that though. You right. say that you hate this, and then but then right. you get past that and you figure, well, how am I going to make this work? Right? You know, like you don't you know, adapt, you die. You, you're right, you're right, you're <laughs> damn, especially. <laughs> You know, you absolutely. It's grow or, grow or die. There's no. Right. That's nature. That's I mean, right. that's that's a, that's a law of nature. You know, you can become well, a dinosaur all you want. Exactly. But well, what about the um? <laughs> there, and there's no dinosaurs here for sure. That definitely. <laughs> but let me let me ask you this, Manola. In terms of when you when you have a song that's playing right. on Hot 97, right. like Super Flexing, uh -huh. with with an artist that's so hot like French Montana, mm -hmm. do people start calling you? Do you get followers? Like, yeah, what kind of take yeah. us? Give us a how little bit. How the DMs looking, Manola? No, you get a, you get a ton of that, and I think that that's the beauty of of it all, you know. So especially for myself, you know, I, I didn't. This wasn't my plan. I didn't try to do music. Really? You know, just yeah, just kind of happened. What were we trying to tell um, us a little bit about? I was doing a whole bunch of other stuff. You know, I was into designing, <laughs> you know, like all sorts of other things. On the streets. Mr. Rose will not speak on, on the streets. Okay. <laughs> right, you know, Entrepreneurial. So, right, Entrepreneurial. Right, right. There you go. 
And you know, I was into you know other things. So I was trying to, you know, I just had a, a turn of events where you know I created something, it worked, and that was it. You know, so to see myself now at this point, you know, I'm just like, sure, I'm just happy I'm here. You like, you like, what's, wow, that, what's is... that feeling like as an artist when you make that one um, thing? And it um, takes you know, off. Sure. I, for me, it was very humbling. You know what I mean? Because I, I really, you know, I very, I felt really good. You know, and excited. But at the same time, you know, I was like, shoot, this is happening. You know what I mean? And I'm, and me, I'm just kind of person where I, when I lay down at night, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get ahead of it. You know, because you can see some things just grow without you. And nobody wouldn't even know what you actually did it at this point in time. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. making songs today and they could just shoot everywhere across the net and just go crazy. But you you know, might not have any videos, mm -hmm. no interviews. Nobody know how you look. And you could be your name could be famous. No yeah. follow up record. You gotta <laughs> right. have a follow up record. <laughs> you, you, you don't have but anything. But that's something like, we was right. even talking about off mic. We were talking about Kanye just changed the title of his album to Waves, right? right? And then everybody's like, I think Wiz Khalifa went in there and said, you know, Max B's the wave, and right. you, can't you know, say the wave. you almost gotta be prepared. I'm like, if you're gonna say something, you have to now as a, put it out there. You have to be ready for the reaction to what you're gonna do <laughs> right. in real time. Right. You know what I mean? Like you almost have to get ahead of it. Like as if Kanye would have said, with all respect to Max B, yeah. I'm calling I'm the album Waves. Yeah. Everybody's quiet. It's all thumbs up. But if right. you just throw something out there, you almost gotta. You also have to almost interpret what the people are gonna say. What's the reaction gonna be? You know, if you're Meek and you put out a record that addresses Drake after you waited for a long time, you expect people are gonna be like, "Oh, you waited too late." They're gonna say that no matter yeah, what. No matter what, yeah. they're gonna dismiss it from that point on without really listening to it. And then you listen to Meek, and people like the four songs he put yeah. out. And it's like, okay, now you hear that that murmuring about him dying down now because he's back in his lane of what he does so I mean that's the thing it's such an active thing and I think what's great about artists is they're not allowing it to, to stunt their creativity because now you, you get judged so quick you know it's not me judging you it's everyone judging you I mean the you. comments are out and, there and like, right there well, you get an instant reaction that there's, no, there's no like uh, focus group to tell you if you're popping or not or if this is working right. or not You like you said you have, you have to adapt or you die but now you have to do it at rapid fire you have to do it fast but is there a danger in that too because one of the things Flex talked about was kind of insta fame like people buying followers people yeah. trying to make themselves hot people trying to make themselves you know look like they're they're more popping than they, they really yeah. are what about My that Snapchat is that's sizzling fake, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's not organic that's not that's not a that's not a real thing so it the, the appearance, it looks great on paper, but when it comes down to it, when you're talking about actual people ready to go spend their money on you, it's it. not there. That's so true. you got a million followers, but you only sold you know 5,000 records. Like, what's really going on here? It has to be organic and real. That's why I would never buy, buy any of that stuff, because I want to know that the the... 100,000 or whatever it is are real people that actually said, I like Master Ace, I'm going to click on this and follow but it, him. But is there a danger? I mean, you talk about how e how art, an artist can have control of his or her own product right now, mm -hmm. their own creativity. They mm -hmm. can make it. They don't have to wait, raise tens of thousands of dollars to get studio time to do it. They can do it like on a laptop or sometimes even on a phone. But is there a danger that everybody thinks they're an artist now? Everybody thinks yeah, they're a rapper? and it's harder to get noticed as an artist because yes. everyone's on there. Like, there's, there's kids that like, don't want, like the thing about today's audience is that they're insatiable. Like they love, they want to know everything from the past. They want everything going on now, and they want to more probably know what's going to happen next. Like, what's Drake album going to sound like? Right. What's Kanye album going to sound like? What's and and some kids be on SoundCloud all day just trying to find something new, right, trying to true. find a new wave, trying to find a new artist or something. So it's hard to get people's attention because now because there's so much stuff out there, and there are less gatekeepers and less authorities that you have to go through. It's just out there, and it's like this. It's like a free sale, and like, what do you what do you pay attention to? What's really going to resonate? And to me, what's important is like, you could also 
make noise and have a moment, but how do you sustain that moment? How do you get somebody to care a week right. later, two weeks exactly. later? It or seems like two you. months is a lifetime if you're on social media and things like That's that. True. So how do you maintain interest? That's the biggest challenge to me. And I think we all struggle with, no matter how successful you are, whatever your scale, it's how to monetize because so much of this culture is doing it for free or not figuring out that there's this direct revenue stream with this. So we all challenge ourselves to figure out how to monetize our work. You know, on whatever level. So I think sometimes the bad side is that you could look like, like, like Ace was saying, like, according to what you have out there, you look like you have it going on. But how are you paying your bills? Because your Snapchat's on fire. But like, what's what money's really coming in? You're no, at the well, club. You, are you getting I mean, paid to be in the club? Like, right. you know, how how are you really making money? And we've we've seen that. I mean, we've seen artists with a lot of followers, a lot of buzz, and then like, how many records? How how many are you really selling? And there's you know? always that challenge, and that's what Ace and Manola face, is that they have to like you, not just like the record. They got to believe in you and exactly. what you that's stand for. That, that's someone who's going to a Master Ace show. That's someone who's supporting Manola. Like, they have to believe in you. They have to connect to you. Because we've seen, we know all the list of artists that had these big one hit, but we don't care about that person. That person wasn't able right. to build a career off having that hit. So exactly. you could have that magic moment, but it doesn't work for everyone. You know what about the sense of urgency that's always characterized hip-hop? From the beginning, like I have to hear that, I have to have that, I have to <laughs> yeah. be there, I have to. Do you think we there, that sense of urgency is still in the culture? Yeah, I, I believe so. You know, it's 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 like when uh, me and Ellie was talking off air, and we was talking about uh, like DJ Khaled Snapchat, right? And he, like, <laughs> right. You know, when he goes <laughs> major on, he, talk like, about major Khaled Snapchat, right. major. And, and, and uh, you know, you see him mentioning, you know, what he's doing at his home. People just want to tune in. People want to see that. People want to be there. People wish they they can, you know, just be around. You know, you see that going on a lot now. You know, uh, you can be in a club and you have fifty people just want to take a photo with you just because you are who you are, and they just want to be there. They want to actually feel the experience of being in the VIP and and, and and you know having fun and. And all of those type of things. So now, generation, everybody wants instant gratification right. right now. They want everything right now. But hasn't it always been like that? It's worse now. It's worse now because <laughs> of the, the access. digital re revolution. Because of the access. Back in the day, you had to wait for Flex or Molly to play that record on the radio to hear it. And it's oh, that's that record. But I haven't seen the visual. Now I got to wait for Video Music Box or one of these other shows <laughs> to play the video. True. Now you just you open your computer, new video out, boom, 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 there it is. I'm watching it right now. But it also seems like fans have become very proactive, though, too, in terms mm -hmm. of searching. Like you were talking about fans yeah. searching SoundCloud just, just for something that's Well, that's that the great thing. Like someone's going to come away from this interview that may not know Master Ace. They now, because of streaming, they can go and listen to all his albums. So a lot of his albums. I don't know how much is on there, but like, you know, a lot of his content's out there. Like you said, you can find it on the computer. And you may not know Manola. You may go to the SoundCloud yeah. and know what's popping over there. It's like, and that's what people do. Like they'll see something and it sparks them to go back on their own and I would I love that as a music fan I'm an ultimate music collector like I used to buy every vinyl I could every CD I could every cassette I had you to still have, have all that the collection, cassettes collection the CDs collection, and yeah. the cassettes and the but now it's like streaming makes it easier where it's like now nah, for this fee you pay you can have access to all this music because people don't really want to own music they want to have access to music right you know like we carry records crates as heavy as fuck. like Flex had four guys <laughs> carrying crates heavy right. music vinyls heavy like so people didn't want to own it, I would buy records and buy CDs and people think I work at the store because I have so many CDs, but that's a rare breed. Like you want access to music. And I think that now with that's well, you're right. The, the listener is proactive and it's accessible, which I think is great. Which is fantastic. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. When we come back, I'm gonna find out what our guests have to say about women in hip hop. 
Welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers, and joining us for this episode about the state of hip-hop is Manolo Rose. He's a rapper from Bed-Stuy. You hear his current joint with French Montana called uh, Super Flexin' on Hot 97 right now. Manolo, great to have you. Uh, thank you, man. Also with us, Elliot Wilson, back again. Yes. Street Soldiers guest. He is the GOAT of hip-hop journalism. Now, if you don't know what that means, some people don't know what GOAT is. It means greatest of all time. And he is. He's the CEO and co-founder of Rap Radar and has influenced and interviewed some of the biggest names in hip-hop. And, and a little foul mouth, but I'm going to try to clean it up. <laughs> it's, all, it's all right. It's hip-hop. It's history. We keep it at 100. That's what we like. like also, with his, also with us is Master Ace. He started out as a member of the Juice Crew, working with Marley Marl. He's been an MC since 1988, does a lot of work around the world, uh, traveling and touring, and he's working on a new solo release for the spring, which we can't wait to see. Master Ace, thanks so much for being with thanks us. Thanks for having me. All right. I want to talk about hip-hop's connection to the streets. Uh-oh. When people... <laughs> Manolo, you ready? Yeah. You ready for this? <laughs> We've seen certain situations with Bobby Shmurda, for example. Yeah. Very serious case brought against him and other members of his... GS9. Variously referred GS9 crew, which also happened to, according to prosecutors, be the name of his set of the Crips that he was operating with in Brooklyn. His mother says those were just childhood friends. They always hung out together. But obviously, he's facing a lot of serious legal problems. We see the whole thing with Lil Wayne, with um, Baby, with the whole situation going down in Atlanta that's been persisting and bubbling up for, for a while there. And some people are concerned that the hip-hop, especially for the kids and those who are in the most vulnerable situations, low income areas, crime, you know, areas where crime mm -hmm. is a real problem, that it's kind of like reinforcing to them that it's it's okay to shoot people, it's okay to deal drugs, it's okay to disrespect women, it's okay to do these things that are very antisocial. That's what some critics say. What do you think about that, Master Ace? Well, I want to be clear here. Music, hip hop music is really the backstory. The stuff that's going on has nothing to do with hip-hop music. It just so happens that these particular people made a record, and it was a hot record, but whatever was going on in their lives before they ever made that record was still going on when the record came out and was popping on the radio. So whatever lifestyle that they were leading, leading up to that record coming out, they just kept doing what they were doing. And so people try to kind of put, you know it on hip hop or on the music like this is what's create hip hop is creating this that's not what's happening no, but is it reinforcing hip hop was their way out right that was a it may be the artist's way out but what the what what parents will say and have said on this show and it say to me a lot is that the and also older sisters and brothers and uncles and aunts and everybody that's concerned about our kids they'll say the when you're talking about shooting somebody in a very casual way over and over again that the lyrics that are in hip hop are so powerful because they get repeated that there's something, there's obviously, if it's a hit song, there's something very catchy about well, it. Let me, well, I, you You're know. You're from Bed-Stuy, Well, I am. You know, I'm from Marcy Projects. So I, I would love to ask any person, was there shootings and killings in any poor neighborhood where uh, hip-hop, let's just say in India, people are getting shot there too and all across the globe. Anywhere that you see uh, poverty, this is what you're going to get out of it. It has nothing to do with music. It has nothing to do with somebody saying. That's like saying, uh, you know, they watch movies all the time, right? And you have a movie like, let's say a movie like John Wick, where he just kills 100,000 people, like, all through the movie. That's all he's doing, right? But no one says, like, John Wick made my kid go out there and just start killing people and doing karate moves while he's doing it. You know what I mean? So you'll see that um, anywhere where there's poverty, 
right? And people are broke. No one's uh, happy to sell drugs. No one is want to shoot anybody. You know, if you have you gave somebody another option and he had another alternative that in order to make some money, then he will. That's just what it is. Now, yeah. when he when he makes a record, right? What do you want him to talk about? Something that he never seen before, or or, or is he gonna uh, is it gonna reflect a reality? May not even be his, but someone's reality. That he's, I'm, that he's I'm only concerned that, that when it gets a little desensitized, I feel like we, we was joking a little bit, and it's not really a joke. How we're in this culture now, where it's like if you're trying to rob somebody or do dirty to somebody, you feel like you have to tape it. You know what I mean? You to you incriminate yourself, like you run up a camera. Like if I'm gonna jump you and steal something from you, me and my boys are gonna jump you. We gotta have a camera ready to tape the action right. while we do it. So I think that that's what happens. I think there's a little more, we're a little desensitized as a society, the youth. And I think that's that's something that's alarming and needs to be looked yeah. at. You know what I mean? I, I really don't, well, you know, I, I don't think it's the lack of, I think the lack of care comes from the fact of wanting fame and to be famous. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you- The shock you, value? Right. You get famous? It's the notice, the attention, the no matter the attention, what. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So you, you know, you'll see like a thing where it's like, all right, people are taping fights now, right? And uh, they, they put it on World Star. You know, you'll become famous. You know, and none of these necessarily mean you're gonna get any money from it. But just in your neighborhood, people will be like, "Yo, I saw you on World Star." Yes, you know what I mean. That's just what it is at this point in time. So that's what that's why people are doing it. I don't even think it's a thing of sense of just not caring. People just want to be famous right now. People and maybe that reflects the fact that they don't care. But what about Ellie? Do you feel like hip hop gets blamed for that tag for, for promoting violence? I mean, because look at look at video games. Look at the, look at movies. Right. Look at, I mean, there's negative images in hip hop. I mean, we always had it. We have positive images, but like, I think it's like what Master Ace was saying. It's like it more reflects the, the environment and the circumstances. Exactly. Music is a reflection of that. Yeah, if you see something happen, odds are the kid had a rap song in his on his iPod the moment before something happened. That doesn't mean that song triggered him to do this. Right. You know, so I think that that's always the thing where we self critique, and I think that yeah, we should be concerned that that there's like you look at places like Chicago and right. other areas that we don't value life. You know, it's like I I think you know I think we celebrate you know it's, it's we too comfortable with people dying, and we celebrate now people twice. We celebrate them the day they die and the day they were born. Right, and you know I want to live, and I think that we gotta like be more aware of that. But I don't think it's the music is the anchor of that. I think the society and the right. environment. This, this, but do you think there's a des- but you you brought up the word desensitized? But do you think, right. and especially in a place like, like a Chicago, where there, there's so many so many young black men being killed and killing yeah. each other, that there's a desensitization because of the? I mean, look Definitely. at the music that's coming out of there too. Yeah, well, it reflects it, and that's what yeah. great art does. I mean, great art reflects the environment. I mean, Mass Ace is from Brooklyn. Is you, you felt that, in, especially his early music, that where that where that music embodies his his being it's, it's all life you know this is all life this is this is culture it gets overused that word culture but this isn't jobs for us this is our life and hip-hop is in these people's lives and it's a part of it but they don't it's not music triggering them to like like their machines to do actions right it's the society and, and the world Definitely. that they're in and the environment they're in let me say this um because you mentioned the different parents that you speak to out in the community and you know they complain about you know this content this music that's out there and you know I want to challenge the parents that are speaking to you to be more hands-on about what their kids are being exposed to musically because as a parent you have to have you have to take on some of that responsibility. Do you monitor what your daughter listens to? Absolutely. She's right there in the back there. Listen, my, my, <laughs> my, my daughter it's actually sad because there's 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 nothing on the radio that we that we hear on our our stations, our urban stations that I could take her to a concert to see. I had to take her to see some little some little white singing group, R5. I know I don't know who that is, but she 
that's what she's into because that's the only thing that she can really listen to is is kid friendly and i after i took her to the concert i tweeted out how it was a shame that there was nothing on urban radio that would that i could consider kid friendly and take my daughter to see um and that's 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 just what it is but is that is your daughter the audience that hip-hop is aiming for I mean, there, it's 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 sad to me that there's nothing for her though. Like, who, who who's making that music? I mean, I mean, it, I mean, it is. If you if you listen to all of these dance records that are, that that's out, you know, you got the the, the kid who may hit the Quan and the Nene kid and a couple of those records. Right, the, I mean, right. And these are big. These are big records. <laughs> those you know are big I mean? records. So I mean, at the same time, there there is. That's the thing. The thing is that is, are are you looking for those things? Are these are the things you're into? Might not be, and that's just what it is and you can't blame hip hop for that right you can't blame the music see that that's the thing this this country is, is built off violence this is a very violent country has always been violent history so how do you how do you uh, suspect it to be different now because if you you just check check the you know just check the uh, the, the, the popular the, TV shows the right. popular movies that's just what everything it is the most it's the always violent. been like that you yeah. know we watch people watch Law and Order SVU all day Right, and they, it, what is it, glorifying uh, rape? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That I mean, that's just what it is. This country is built off of that. And that's part, but that and also might be part of the be. success of exactly. why hip hop has hit such a nerve. What about the issue of women? Because this is something that comes up like, why aren't there more female MCs? Why aren't there more, why don't we see bigger, you know, more female artists? Women have done so much in so many other areas. Well, yeah. how, do you guys, how do you guys see that? And who do you see out there that, that you feel... Well, I it's, like it's I, I like I like a few a few uh female acts. I like uh Cayenne, I like Naima Supreme, you know, from Queens. Both of them are for Queens. Um, you know, that's what I like right now, definitely. I like Rhapsody, you know, Knife Wonders artist Rhapsody. She's she's me to me what epitomizes a female MC. She's feminine. She's not trying to, you know, she don't have to wear a fitted hat and wear dudes' clothes and be all super, super tough. And mask and masculine. She she she's a girl. She's lyrical. The beats are good, and her messages are for the most part good, positive records and and, and messages that make you feel good. So you know, I definitely big dope. big hub. What yeah. about the Elliot? What about the the women? We need more. I mean, like you said, I mean that's always a challenge. I mean, as as the country is violent, it's also sexist. You know, we it's definitely harder for a woman. True. In this business, in this industry, to to grow and to you know, we need some. We need more behind the scenes. <laughs> And in the forefront of music, um, you know, I think Mickey's inspiring. Like I was saying, more just I think not, she's not, a lot not of just girls. not just not just music, but I said her business acumen and her control of her career. Like you could tell from her her whole presence that she's the boss of all the things she does. She signs off on everything. She carries herself that way. Right. Um, and I think that could hopefully serve as an inspiration. Like the whole boss chick movement. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. And anyone anyone else that you see coming up, Elliot, that you like or that you think has. I like Rhapsody a lot too, like he said. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think yeah, it's not just about the music itself. I'm saying it's like also behind the scenes. I mean, I think you know I don't like the reality show stuff, but I have respect for Mona Scott and the moves she's making Definitely. behind the scenes. Um, and I want to see more of that, like the business part of it. Like I'm saying, it's not just about like I mean, we could have girls make cute records and dope songs, but we need more strong women behind the scenes in this business. No, making moves, and you, and you look at Mona. What started out in music management, mm-hmm. managing artists, and I don't, I don't think she gets. Enough, I don't think she gets enough credit for you know no. adapting and redefining herself. Again, I don't agree with everything she does. I don't. I don't enjoy it personally myself, but I respect the move she made and how she made that transition. 
No, and created that whole really created that whole career and created that created that whole lane for herself. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about are there certain things that you still can't do or be in order to be successful in hip hop? But we have we haven't had the openly gay rapper yet. I was right? just going to ask about homophobia. <laughs> that's coming though. What, what about that? What, what, about, what about that? I, there, there that's was, inevitable, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think there it, are I think some openly gay rappers. I actually tried well, to yeah, interview yeah, one of them, I mean, but he didn't want to go on camera. Not dope enough. You need somebody who's just he's, yeah. dope, like super he's dope. dope first. Sidebar, he's, right. he's gay. By the way, BPW. Because then you have to pay attention. His music definitely has to override his sexual preference. Do you think that? But do you, do you think if the music was really dope? That's why we the Frank Ocean thing. We're still not clear on exactly where Frank, who who Frank Ocean likes or goes out with right now, and right. Right, in true. terms of thing. But even him admitting that some of the songs he had from that album was about being in love with a, with a male, that caused that stir because he's a great musician. You he's know, fantastic. that's where it starts from. You know, it's like the art has to be at the forefront. Definitely. It can't be a gimmick. It has to be that the art itself. And, and if it's reflected in the art, then it's going to come out. But then will, the, will there be that pressure on that artist that you're the gay, you're the gay rapper or you're the gay artist? A spokesperson? Or, yeah. They, you'll get, you know, like we've seen happen with the athletes. I mean, look at what we've seen in sports. Of course. Happen uh, in sports. But it hasn't been a superstar. It's been right. the guy on the bench that's the right, 12th right. guy that yeah. can get like right, two rebounds. Need, right, you and he's retired. He's retired for five years. To come out and be like, well, I'm, you know, I'm a homosexual. By the way. I, th- I think it's right. going to happen in the next... Two to two to five years in in sports in in the NFL, I think it's going to happen. Very, well, there's very a really soon. big big name. Yeah, player. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, there's somebody on the radar that everybody kind of knows about, and we're just kind of waiting to see if he's going to do it. What What about in hip hop and the whole rap game? I mean, <laughs> it's gonna be tough. We're not. I'm not asking for names. No, I mean, no, no. Like I, don't, show, I don't know any names. I'm but. just saying in, ter- in terms of the, their comfort level, because if people are just hearing the music, and then like Manolo said, you know, if it's a, if it's a really dope sound or I think I, I think if if a hip hop artist is going to do it, he can't lead with that. He's got to lead with quality music right. and get fans on his team of yo, this kid is ill. I love what he's doing, and then reveal that, and then I think that people will be able to accept it. Yeah, the honesty, the transparency—that's right. that's what people are into nowadays. Like, can't never deny a hit. Okay, some want. people say Young Thug <laughs> is very close to making that admission. Well, I mean, the cross dressing doesn't automatically mean that he's gay. It, it, to me, when I saw him dressing like that, I thought honestly it was a way to say, "Look at me, get attention." It was more of a publicity stunt than anything else, right? Because you wear crazy stuff, you, people gonna take pictures of you, they are gonna talk about you, and if that if that's what the plan was, then it's worked for him. Artistic expression, yeah, being bold, controversial, definitely, um, and, and doing it doing it like that. So it, you think it's gonna happen? You think it's gonna happen soon? In sports, yes. I'm hip hop. I don't I don't know about I don't know about hip hop though. I think I don't think hip hop is really I don't think anybody's brave enough yet. I don't think anybody's brave enough. A lot of courage. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I'd like to get the first interview with you if you're listening right now or watching right now. Covers out there. Yeah, totally. Come to Street well, Soldiers. Yeah, come to Street Soldiers. We'll do, come to Street Soldiers. Give Make it sure an it average happens. exclusive. We'll get Make sure you got a hit first. We still get you out in the streets. Yeah, get the get the get the hit first. What about what about favorite artists? I know this is a tough question because when people ask me, I start thinking about them and then afterwards I'm like, oh, I forgot this person or I forgot that person. Right. Manolo, who do you you know, as you were coming up and as you were developing as an artist, who did you really look to or who did you find um, inspiration yeah. from? Or you just just listen to? You yeah, know? well, you like know, on your playlist. I know for myself, like I, you know, that's how I developed my. You know, my own style and characters is more of a gumbo pot. So I listen to things from like uh, Jay-Z from, to Biggie to AZ, 
DMX and, and the mashup of Onyx and MOP. So those are the kind of things that I listen to, you know, to develop myself. You know, as far as, like, who I listen to now besides myself would be, like, uh, Roy Woods. You know what I'm saying? I listen to Jimmy Johnson from uh, Toronto. You know, I'm, I'm kind of into that kind of sound, so. And what about what about with beats? How do you get beats? Because people are people are all over my Twitter and Instagram yeah. offering to yeah. sell me beats. I don't need beats. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Manola wants the beats. Right. You know, I mean, but what what, what what explain that you to know, us? Uh, well, what, I put, you know, once I you know once I mentioned like you know if I'm looking for beats, right? Then um you know I will put out you know just my email and address and then people would just send tons of beats like that. You give them what quick ten seconds, yeah, twenty yeah, seconds, yeah. go ahead. Do you yeah. know right away when you hear it whether it's good or um, not? Yeah, you know, I could tell, you know, and, and I, it, it might sometimes may need, for, I may need to uh, restructure it, you know, so I can also, I will also do that too, so. And do you hear the beat and then write, or do you write and then look for the no, beat? No, 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 I, I always hear the beat first, you know what I mean? I, I hate writing aimlessly, you know what I mean? Because then you try to make the words fit to where it needs to fit instead right. of having it fit where it should be because the beat is already set up a way for it to do so. And it's giving you that kind of like right, structure to carry. Right, it gives like you a vibe. Like a spine almost. Exactly. Matt Stace, what about that? Um, well, first of all, I have a, I have a, a, a email specifically for Beats so that oh. when producers hit me up, I just go, yo, send your Beats to this email and it's probably 300, 400 Beats in there right now but, I, you know, periodically I'll go in there, I'll listen to 20 and delete them and then th- that, that's the only way to do it because Having people having people hit you up for beats because it happens like literally ten times a week. People want to send you stuff, so you. I just that's what I did. That 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 keeps it so it's not my email that it's, it's getting flooded. And when I want to go listen to them, I can go listen to them. That's 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 my process. You ever find and that. connect to someone through that process? Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, yeah, definitely it's, it's it's talent out there. I mean, there's a lot of kids kids that like just started making beats yesterday that think they're ready to send beats and they they're really not. So I just tell them if I if I hear something I like, I'll reach out. If I don't reach out, you know what it right. is. Right. Don't call me. I'll call you. <laughs> no don't email me. I'll no. email you. Exactly. <laughs> well, what, what about one? One of the things that I think has been really, really interesting in hip hop to watch, as, as a journalist, is there was a time not that long ago where presidential candidates wanted absolutely nothing to do with hip hop. They were offered support from some very big artists. I know for a fact, <laughs> and they turned it down. And then our current president, President Obama. It's very look at comfortable. Bernie. Bernie's rolling with Killer Mike. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Bernie's got Killer Mike. President Obama has his own play. You know, his own playlist. Right. Talking with Jay Z and and whatever else he has on. And then there's another criticism that I hear a lot about hip hop um, from from some people that listen to the show is that it's not politically active enough or there's not enough of a speaking out against things that are happening in society where there needs to be more awareness well yeah like, i mean like, i think there's a challenge in the creativity because like a lot of times now with again with social you feel like you want to address things in real time and then back then music would be your only outlet so you would go back and figure out how to address it like i get push your t props he has a song on his uh last album uh, with Jill Scott called Sunshine. He talks about his feelings about police brutality and things that were going on. And I thought that was great because it was kind of more the old conventional way. Like this guy put these thoughts into, into, he reflected on what was going on in society, was able to craft this song and deliver. But I think now the power of getting your message out and writing a speech or sending out, you know, that's what the criticism people say now. It's like they're not expressing themselves through music enough. Everything right. is sent through like, well, I'm going to post about it. I'm going to just make my statement here. So I think that's that's one oh. of the biggest problems that not looking at music as your only outlet to address society and things that, that touch you or impact you. I mean, we saw J. Cole with Ferguson. 
Mm-hmm. He did that. Oh, that. frontline. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he flew down, and, that, and that's organic. And I think yeah. that that's great too to be hands on. But I think that, and also when he did that performance with, um, I think it was Dave Letterman of the song, yeah. and that was very powerful. Like that was very powerful. And he, I think he said something like he can't perform that song again because he just was in a different headspace, and you see it, the intensity of it. And that's right. what great art is. I mean, great art comes from concern and struggle and pain. And I think that you know there are those moments still where artists are. Are, are, are touching on things that affect us all. Like we know the state of the world and how bad it's been with police brutality and, and, and terrorist threats and all these things. Right, that have and, he was, us. And, and then he was talking about the violence, just the everyday violence that happens in the community too. Definitely, right. And, definitely. and, and really had a nerve with that. Manolo, do you feel any pressure like that um, to talk about like conditions? I mean, yeah, you come def- from Marcy. definitely. Not, I mean, not well, not pressured, but that's just not pressure. But I should just, say just like just, uh, ideas. Yeah, that's just me personally. You know what I mean? You know, I'm just an avid reader, so I'm a you know I'm very aware socially of what's going on with myself. But I, I just think that um. We have to, at some point in time, uh, stop looking for rappers to be our politicians as well. Right. You know what I mean? Because, you know, me personally, you know, I would rather see someone who dedicates their full time to that to speak out on that. You know, that actually knows the issue. You know, you see sometimes, they, you know, they put you in a position, they ask you in a, uh, about something, you know, political, some some yeah. political statement that was made. You like, you it's, know, it's the Dave Chappelle joke right, about what does Ja Rule right, think of 9 right, 11? Right, right. yeah, like, right. Why do I even honestly care right. about that? You know, as far as like asking him, you know, right. asking this so called quote unquote rapper. Well, how does he feel about the state of the country? And right. I don't know if that's his job. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, by the way, what are your thoughts on the Iran arms right. deal? Is that right. should they get uranium? Could you just tell us what are people? What What are the streets really right. saying about that? Can right. you Can you tell us about that? What about? Um, we're almost out of time, but just in ter- in terms of the future, Elliot, what do you see as like the? Do you see anything like on the forefront? Are you ready for that Young Thug album, Lisa? We talked earlier. <laughs> Listen, I like the music. What can I say? Right. You know, love me or hate me, but I'm I'm going to tell. No, like I it think is. I think last year was very exciting with releases, and I think like I said, we got uh, you know J- uh, Drake, Kanye, everybody's coming out, man. I think it's going to be an active year, and it's always want to see who's going to be the next person to take their career to another level. Like I think it could be someone like Young Thug. Um, I'm excited to see what he comes up with, and the, and our guest right here in the studio too. Of course, Manolo, Manolo what's ahead, real quick? Um, yeah, we have just another you know new project coming out. It's called Soul of a Rose. You know, it's gonna be really really good. You know, it's gonna have a lot of a uh, lot of elements of uh, pain and and, and and passion. You're gonna get to feel that as well. All right, great. Well, so, good luck with that. Thank you. I can't wait to hear that. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for being with us, Manolo Rose, uh-huh. um, Elliot Wilson, Master Ace. Yes. We're gonna end with you on this. What can, what what can we expect this spring? Uh, the, the new album is called The Falling Season. Um, it's it's actually gonna take you back to 1980, my freshman year of high school, and I'm gonna take you through those four years of my high school and tell that whole entire story. What was happening in Brooklyn and my life, and it, it, in the neighborhood where I went to high school at, which is Sheepset Bay in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna tell that story in a nutshell. I got uh, four tours coming up: Canada, um, Brazil, Europe. And a little U.S. run, and that's all kind of this spring. That's fantastic. Ooh. I want to thank all of you for being with us for this episode of thank Street you, Soldiers on the State of Hip Hop. Manolo Rose, Elliot Wilson, and Master Ace. And of course, I have to thank my whole Hot 97 crew. Executive producer, Tone Capone. Associate producer, Rose D. Assistant producer, Mia Bell. Um, production assistance from Malik. And also on the boards, our digital support. 
cleaning up everything, cleaning up our act and getting us on the air, <laughs> the one and only DJ Michael Medium, and giving us our beats, you know, as we get ready. We have to have our music there here. You go. And of course, my whole Fox 5 crew, executive producer Chris Sobel, associate producer Jeff Gessoff, technical director Brian Quinn, and our cinematographer, the one and only Maura Bertoli, a.k.a. Monkfish Films on Instagram, <laughs> and uh, Damani Robinson on camera too, and the whole team that's here, we really appreciate it. And uh, remember, use your mind, it's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers, let's push for peace.